host of the Shiz Diggity podcast. Hi, I'm Maria Haley and I'm the co-host. Thank you for joining us. On this episode, we will talk about why some people remain single and forever chasing Mr. or Mrs. Wright. What to do if you're in a relationship that doesn't necessarily meet all your needs. And the four pillars of a relationship that you can easily look at and determine whether you're going to be in a long-lasting relationship or if it's going to end. (laughs) Tune in and join us today. I don't know about you guys, but both Al and myself have friends that have come out of difficult relationships and maybe divorced and they're looking for their soulmate, the love of their lives. And this is a very interesting topic to me because both Al and I have gone through divorce and have had to go through a lot of uh, self-reflection before we were ready to meet each other and fall deeply in love. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about our experiences and what we've learned from these experiences and what we can pass on to you um, so that if you are not in a relationship and you are looking for that special someone, um, hopefully you'll find what we share with you to be helpful. And if you are in a relationship, but just maybe feel that it's going stale or, you know, think that there might be more to the relationship than what you're currently experiencing, then hopefully this um, podcast will help you in that area as well. Yeah, and I'd like to expand on that just a little bit. Um, Not only are we gonna talk about our experiences, but we're gonna talk about our experiences, uh, or not our experiences, we're gonna talk about our um, knowledge of other people who we've also learned from as well. Yes. Uh, People who have had uh, you know, bad relationships or good relationships and, and the things that, that we learned th- from that, you know, from both Rhea and I like to study people. I think that uh, one of the things that we find really fascinating is the human mind and how people's behaviors work. And uh, I think that, you know, Rhea touched on at the beginning there about how, you know, there's people that have these trouble finding their soulmate and stuff like that. And I think a lot of that stems, uh, and we did touch on this on episode one, but we did touch on the fact that people are, you know, convinced that their life will finally be wonderful once they meet Mr. Right or Mrs. Right. And um, I think what they don't realize is that um, they're responsible for their own um, success in every aspect of their life, which is what we talked about in the first episode. But when it's Specifically, when you come to relationships, which is what we're going to talk about in this show, it's 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 very powerful and and very, very important uh, to be in control of your own, you know, feelings about yourself, you know, to be comfortable with yourself and who you are. Um, every once in a while, you, you know, you'll hear somebody say, you know, single and loving it or something like that. 
And, you know, that may be an excuse or it may be reality because what you find is as soon as somebody adopts the attitude that they're actually happy being single and they're comfortable being single and they're comfortable being with themselves and, and, you know, going forward, going, yeah, I feel good. That's actually when Mr. or Mrs. Wright shows up in their lives. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I, I certainly experienced experienced that. Um, but I'd like to back up a little bit and talk about, um, you know, falling in love. And, and I we both have friends that have been in and out of relationships and uh, they thought that they were in love. I certainly thought that I was in love, um, you know, and, and married the person I thought that I loved. But um, what I learned was that I actually mistook what I was feeling for love. It wasn't love um, because love does not complete you. It, it really doesn't. Um, you know, when, when you're in a loving relationship, your partner's love supports you and encourages you to grow in the most wonderful ways and and it's very empowering i mean certainly there you know there'll, there'll be disagreements um not every day you know will you guys get along but overall you become a better person because you are you are with your partner i mean that's certainly what i experienced you know in this relationship with you al um however you know, many, many years ago, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a family where my dad was extremely abusive and we had to flee for safety. So when I met um, my first husband, what I thought was love was just actually a feeling that I was very familiar with. And you know that saying that uh, you'll just know, you'll just know when it's love. Um, I think that's actually very false. Um, I think all you do know is um, based on what you have experienced. So if you have not experienced um, unconditional loving relationships where you are allowed and encouraged to be who you who you really are, um, you know, you, you won't be able to find that relationship unless you do a lot of work on yourself. And that certainly was my experience um, after an incredibly horrific um, divorce that was highly contested. Um, I did a lot of work on myself and I casually dated for about five years, but um, it wasn't until I looked at myself, like took a very, very hard look at myself and assessed everything about myself like okay what what traits do I like and what traits do I not like and what is it that I want to change and what do, what would I be able to bring to a relationship and what am I looking for uh, from a relationship so I actually sat down one day and, and made a list and instead of you know focusing on things like tall dark and handsome I focused on the feelings that I want to feel when I finally meet my soulmate, you know, when I'm when I'm in that completely loving relationship um, that helps me um, shine, and 
you know, it was feeling such as, um, you know, feeling loved, feeling supported, um, feeling beautiful, feeling intelligent, um, feeling cherished. You know, it, it, it was a very extensive list. And then the second part, like I said, it, I looked at what is it that I can bring to this relationship? Am I, am I bringing debt? Am I bringing baggage? Um, am I bringing character traits that, you know, I don't really want people to know about? And then I started working on those things that I thought I could improve. And throughout that entire process, it, it, something incredible happened. I fell in love with myself, not in an egotistical way, but you know, I, I started to realize that I really am a good human being and I do have a lot to bring to our relationship. Um, but when I fell in love with myself, then I no longer needed to find Mr. Right. That urgency, that longing was gone because I was so happy with who I am and I was very comfortable being on my own. Um, you know, I mean, at that point, having Mr. Right in my life was just like a, you know, icing on the cake. It was, it would have been great, but I was perfectly fine without it. And sure enough, I think it was within two weeks of me being in that place where I was completely comfortable with myself that I met you, Al. And, and that was incredible and, and happened very, very fast. And both of us fell deeply in love and um, it was shocking how fast it happened. I kept questioning it, but you know, thankfully it all worked out. Like it's, we're well now, well over five years into our relationship. And we find that, uh, we continue to fall deeper and deeper in love each day. And, and like I said, life is not perfect. We get into arguments, we have disagreements, but overall I find our relationship, relationship to be very loving and very nurturing and very supportive. And I think that's um, what's really important. And that, that, that was certainly missing um, in my first marriage. And to be honest, I didn't think it was possible. Um, but because I did all that work on myself and, and I fell in love with myself and I was comfortable with who I am, that this wonderful possibility opened up for me. Yeah. And I think that when people are in a relationship already and it they're not they're not necessarily happy it's not necessarily perfect they have good times you know or they have good sex or they have there's something about the relationship that keeps them drawn in mm -hmm. and, and it potentially a lot of the time it's comfort right yeah. it's 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 familiar it's familiarity it's fear of the unknown yeah fear like, of being alone you know like oh i i don't want to be alone at valentine's day i don't want to be alone at christmas or or whatever well i've had a number of conversations with people who were you know depressed or upset about the relationship and that kind of thing and i say to them well the most important thing about anything in your life and you'll probably hear me say this a million times on this podcast is you, your goal in life is to be happy yeah, as much as possible and not at somebody else's expense. That's kind of yeah. the rule of the game. Yeah. And when you're not happy, you have to sit back and go and take, take a note of it and, and, and take inventory of it and figure out why you're not happy. So I want to talk about the four keys to a happy relationship. Okay. There's, these are like 
These are like the pillars of success in relationships. There's friendship, being a good spouse, being a good parent, and being good in the bedroom or having a good sexual relationship or however you want to have that. And and keep in mind, there's there's alternatives to each of these. For example, it being a good parent. Well, if both of you hate kids and don't want kids, that still fulfills that. That mm-hmm. still fulfills that because you're both on the same page, right? If one of you wants to be a good parent and can't wait to have kids and the other person doesn't like kids and doesn't want kids, hello, you're not going to have a successful relationship. In the bedroom, if neither of you really like sex and you don't really have sex very often, well, it's still, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But if one of you really likes sex and the other person doesn't, then you're going to have a major issue. And so when you look, and, and, and I should probably um, make it clear, friendship's pretty obvious. Being a good spouse, well, there's, there's, there's duties to being a spouse. Yeah, right? are you contributing your fair share? Yeah, so, so in some relationships, the male does the snow shoveling and fixing the cars and, and you know, the male stuff. And then the woman does the dishes and the laundry and the female stuff. And in other relationships like Rhea and I, we do 50-50 on everything. Like when I'm out there shoveling the driveway, she comes out and she's helping me shovel the driveway. And when, when I'm changing, well, I guess when I'm changing tires in the cars, the boys are helping me. So she doesn't really help with that. <laughs> back, off, back away from that one. <laughs> but we do like dishes together. We do vacuuming together. We cooking. do cooking together. So so in our in our relationship, the our spousal responsibility is doing 50 50 on all the stuff that needs to be done to keep the house and to maintain yeah and it also gives us a chance to spend time together yeah that's the other added bonus of that thing um but what's really important is you have to look at this um if you picture it as a bar graph and you have friendship a good spouse good parent and good in the bedroom and you have those as a bar graph if any of those bars are low like, you know, like you're like 75%, 100%, you know, 50%, and then like 20%. You need to look at that 20% and, and, and something needs to be done. That, that, that's going to cause the end of your relationship. And so it's really important to consider all those aspects in a relationship and I happen to be one of those people that people open up to. When I have conversations with people, you know, they, they tend to start talking about their relationships or whatever, and they kind of open up. And I guess I'm, I've been in the past and 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 recently, I've kind of been a bit of a coach uh, to people um, on relationships. Um, a lot of people tell me about the things that they absolutely can't stand about the person they're with whether it's a marriage or, or a, a person they're dating or whatever. And I always look them in the eye and I always say, are you willing to deal with that thing for the next 30 years? Because the truth is, and don't, don't let anybody say people don't change. People do change all the time. But the, pro- but the problem is they don't always change at the same rate and they don't always change in the same way. So if you know, you're with somebody and you're both going down the same path in the same direction and your relationship is working. If, if as you change now, as time goes on, as you change, you may change in different directions. You know, one goes that way and one goes that way. 
And all of a sudden you find you're really, really, really far apart and you no longer have things in common. You're, mm -hmm. you're just roommates in the same place. Um, that, that's very, very difficult to bring back together. Um, and in most relationships, we'll have major serious problems at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's a human nature. It's not, it's not like something bad, right? Like it's not like um, somebody's wrong. Somebody's wrong or somebody did something horrible. I mean, yes, that, that could have happened, right? Like there could have been adultery or something that caused a major rift in the relationship. That's, that's a totally separate thing. But when you grow apart and you're no longer the same people you were before and you look back at each other and you go, you know what? We're not really a couple anymore. Mm -hmm. That's when you have to consider whether you should be together anymore. Yeah. And staying, I can tell you from personal experience, staying in the same relationship for the sake of the kids is probably one of the worst things that you can do. Children are very resilient. And as long as they're clear on the fact that the reason why mummy and daddy or mummy and mummy or daddy or daddy, like, hey, we're open here. Um, the reason why the two people separated was not because of them. It wasn't their fault. As long as you can make it clear to them that everybody loves them they're they're the they're we're all still a family we're just kind of separated so there's there's mummy's family and daddy's family or mummy's family and mummy's family <laughs> however yeah. that works out but the point being like i look back at my i was married for 17 years um we had uh we grew apart and we had an amicable separation and uh, heck, we went down to the courthouse together on a couple occasions and filled out the paperwork together. And we were looked at like, like we were strange because mm -hmm. we were, you know, happy and having a good time and talking and having a coffee. But I never, you know, I never got aggressive with her and I never got angry with her and I never blamed her for anything. And she didn't do the same. I mean, I'm sure she had some feelings and stuff because it was a 17 year marriage. Of course. But we didn't, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like I ended it or she ended it. Right. There was I mean, no animosity. No, we had a, we had a conversation and we realized that it has ended mm -hmm. and we, and we moved on from that because we, we were, um, what did you say? Um, emotionally, emotionally mature. mature people can have an amicable separation and move on with their lives without getting angry and bringing in the lawyers and trying to yeah. screw each other as, yeah. as hard as they can. Yeah, you don't have to take can. somebody down just because um, the marriage did not work out. And, and maybe, maybe, it's, it, maybe it's feeling rejected that causes some people to respond um, aggressively, you know, but people separate for many reasons. And, and if you work through... Again, like it comes back to just working through your feelings, right? Like mm -hmm. you, you really have to. And, and when it comes to kids, you need to ask yourself. I mean, I certainly asked this of myself when I was contemplating leaving my husband is, do I want to, my daughter to grow up in an environment where she sees the two key people in her life um, barely getting along and, and, you know, have her witness an underlying animosity 
Like, do I, is that, is this what I want to model to her? Like, is, do I want to teach her that this is what marriage is about? Or do I want to teach her, you know, or model a healthy, loving, supportive relationship to her? And honestly, I, I, I can honestly say if it wasn't for her, um, I don't think I would have left the marriage as toxic as it was. But because I had this beautiful child that I was parenting um, and, and molding, I really want to model the best to her so that she can have the best um, in, in life, right? And, and especially to have a very healthy, loving, supportive relationship of her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, if, if the kids are constantly witnessing their parents fighting all the time, mm-hmm. it has damaging effects on the children. Absolutely, and even if parents try to keep it away from the kids, kids they can tell. They can tell, they pick yeah. up on it, they might overhear things, they'll, they'll see the body language, they can tell. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's damaging. I mean, we've, we've been separated since uh, what, 2011, and so it's been a while, and, and I've had conversations with both of my boys, and I said, you know, how do you guys feel now that, you know, it's been a while now since mom and I has separated. How do you feel about it? And they're like, eh, it's good. You know, I mean, they get, they get double everything, right? Yeah, they get yeah. double Christmases. <laughs> they get double birthday parties. Yeah. They get, they, they live in two separate homes. They live with her for one week and they live for us with us for another week. And, and, and they literally pack up all their stuff that they want to take with. I mean, obviously they have, clothes and all that here and and stuff to do here but they they still pack up like tony will bring his laptop and and alex will bring his ipad and they'll bring their school books and stuff like that but they they pack up their stuff and they come over here and they're here living in there with this family for a week and they're dedicated to being here um you know it's they've gotten into the groove and they're good with it right like even, you know, the school bus, they know they know where to get off the school bus because they know where they're supposed to be going. It's it, it's yeah. worked absolutely flawlessly and they're very happy, well-adjusted, brilliant kids. But I also think that's because, you know, you and your ex-wife um, and on, on some occasions, all three of us mm-hmm. have sat down and had conversations with the kids to say, look, like. You know, we're all here to parent you. We all want what's best for you. Yep. Uh, we want you to feel comfortable in both homes because both these homes are your home. Yep. And, you know, what can we do to help you? Yeah. And actually, for those who are listening, here's a testament to how amazing both Rhea and my ex, Selena, are. Um, they're, they're actually friends. Like my, my ex-wife and my new uh, common-law spouse are, are, are actually friends. Like we all get along fantastically. And that's, that's a testament to how great these two people are. And, and Thank you. You know, I, I think that, that that's so much better than people fighting and being at each other's throats. And, and you know, and often they, they make people that are in divorces and stuff make these snide little comments around their children that they don't think is really that harmful, but the children absorb that stuff and they make it, they take it and they, and they have problems with, with whoever the person is that's, that's getting the brunt of the, of the comments. Right. Yeah. Of course. Cause kids love both their parents and it's a difficult situation. Like Mm -hmm. even, even though you guys divorced amicably, there were still a lot of feelings there Mm -hmm. that, that both of you had to go through. Mm -hmm. Right. And, 
And I know certainly when I came into the picture, there were some feelings I had to process about, um, you know, the fact that you guys were friends because this is this was unusual to me. I've never seen anything like this before. What do you mean you divorce and you're still very close friends? I mean, I think you had told me she was giving you dating advice yeah. <laughs> when you and I were dating, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, well, what does this mean? Does this mean that there's a chance of you guys getting back together again? But because we had such um, an open an honest um, relationship from the very beginning, we were able to sit down and talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, once I met Selena, I just realized she really is a wonderful human being. So um, I, I really couldn't, I, I couldn't dislike her or hate her for any reason, right? And, and then I thought, well, what if, what if this is okay? What if this is how it should be? Mm-hmm. And what if this is healthy? And thank goodness we all get along. Um, because I think we're all better for it. I mean, mm-hmm. I know she's helped us out when we needed it, and and we've helped her out when she's needed it. And how fantastic! It yeah. really is a village raising our kids, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, going back on on the concept of being in a relationship and the the red flags, um, you know, if if you're in a relationship and you're not happy, you need to take some time to talk about with yourself. Yeah. Leave your family out of it. Leave your right. friends they, out of it. They may have good intentions, but they may give you the wrong advice. Yeah. And they're going to give you f- it, their impressions of things and the way right. they feel about the things. The way they see things through their lens. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I've met people who are like, oh my God, you can't get a divorce. What about the kids? Yeah. Well, or you can't get a divorce because it'll look bad on the family. Yeah, or whatever, like whatever reason. So so leave the family, leave the friends out of it. Sit down by yourself in a nice quiet place, grab a coffee or a glass of wine, whatever it is that floats your boat. Get a piece of paper, split it down the middle. On the left side, write things I love about him or her. And then on the right side, things I don't like or I hate about him or her. And start taking your emotions out of it and just purely logical list, make that list. Maybe not things I don't like, but maybe things I wish my relationship had, you know? Like, well, 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 first of all, this is what I'm trying to get at here is the red flags that right, tell you right. whether you're in a relationship or not. Yes, that's so this true. isn't about future thinking about the future. This is about thinking about now. Right, right. But if you're so, in a relationship where you don't feel loved, Right, like, but that could be something you really yeah. don't like or you hate. Yeah, is I true. I don't feel loved, right? right? So so make that list and then look at each thing on the on the love on the things you like or love side. Say, oh my god, like he or she does this thing that's just so amazing. Ask yourself, could I live without that? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, look at the other side of the piece of paper and look at those items and say. Could I live with this thing that I really hate Mm -hmm. for the next 30 years? And if the answer is absolutely no way, then you you know the answer to the question (coughs) of whether you should be in that relationship. Because people do not change because you want them to change. Right, no matter how badly you want it. No matter how badly you want someone to change, you can't go to therapy and make the person change nope. who they are. Even if you think a therapist is going to tell them that they're wrong, <laughs> they will not change. No, they will not change. And and so going through life being miserable because you're expecting the other person to eventually change and, and stop doing that thing that you really don't like anymore is 
is living a dream that's that's, that's never going to happen. It's mm-hmm. it's being in a nightmare. Yeah. And not ever getting out of it. And it will get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And then eventually you'll have spent years of your life trying to fix something that you knew was broken years ago. Yeah. And then you'll have finally hit the, that straw that broke the camel's back and the, and the relationship will finally end. Or explode. Or explode. <laughs> and, and you'll go, oh my God, I could have... I wished I'd gotten out of this relationship back mm-hmm. then. And what would have happened if you did get out of the relationship back then mm-hmm. and you actually spent some time alone reflecting on who you are and what you really want mm-hmm. and 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 made some effort to change, you know, whether you took up meditation or you started learning, um, you know, from uh, NLP or some kind of modality of spirituality or some you know start taking yoga or yeah, or, or travel traveling around the world with your friends or or you know got a new job or or, or started t- painting or what if what if you didn't have that relationship anymore and you could do anything you wanted right what would you have done during that period of time that you were spending trying to make the relationship work yeah, but it, but I think it also comes down to, like, you know, yeah, it can be scary being on your own, but you need it. You yeah. have to experience being on your own. Like I've met people who've moved out of their parents' house straight into a relationship yeah. and, and never experienced life on their own. And they say, I'm, I'm scared to be on my own. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, exactly. You're going to get to know yourself. <laughs> yeah. Right? You'll and overcome you're going to have fears. friends and you're yeah. going to spend lots of time with them because you're alone. Yeah. And, and like- you know what? Travel. I mean, like travel on your own. Do it safely. But travel on your own. Go to a restaurant and have a meal by yourself. Go to a movie. Go to a movie by yourself. You know, I I've, I used to travel on my own. I used to work on cruise lines and I would travel on my own. And I'd go into restaurants and, you know, have a meal by myself. And, and I've had people say, oh my God, I can never do that. People are, are looking at you. Well, yeah. So what? Yeah. They're, they're all jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm having a wonderful, quiet meal by myself. And this was before, you know, I had my, I had a cell phone before before the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just went out and enjoyed a meal by myself. And, and the most amazing things happen. Like you get to meet incredible people and, and you get to enjoy your own company. You know, mm-hmm. you get to be alone with your thoughts. And... It, it's not it's not a bad thing being on your own is not a bad no. thing it's all it's your attitude towards it yeah if you're alone and you're like oh i'm alone oh my i'm gonna spend valentine's day by myself yeah, i'll always be alone i'm oh, gonna grow old and die alone old. yeah well <laughs> guess what it's how you look at it yeah how about looking at it as I'm free. Yeah. I can do anything I want. People can't tell me what to do or where to be or where yeah. to go or where to, you know, I can just do what I want. And you know what? Today, I feel like sitting on the couch and watching a movie or a, I want to binge watch The Walking Dead or you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. Or, or you know what? I'm going to go skiing or I'm going to go for a walk in the mountains or I'm going to go hang out with my friends. That's what being alone is. Yeah. Right. And, and, it's, it's about building stronger relationships with the people that you care about 
including yourself. Yeah, I think it, it has to start with yourself. And I think mm-hmm. that's one thing that I certainly was never taught, right? How to be a good friend to myself, mm-hmm. how, to, how to enjoy my own company. And I think that's crucial. And when, when you're in a happy place with yourself, you will naturally attract um, good friends yep. and, and good opportunities yep. and good experiences. Yep. Yeah, they say, you know, like attracts like. Yeah. So if you're always depressed and you're always talking about doomsday and all the horrible things that are happening and oh or my the, God, all the it's things that have gone wrong in your life. All that, well, you're going to attract people that like doing the same thing. Yeah. And so pretty soon you're going to be, you're going to have a circle of friends that all get together and complain about their husbands or complain about their, the weather or complain about politics or, or complain about the lack of good men out there yeah, or, <laughs> or whatever, or, or women or whatever, yeah. right? Like, you have to understand that, you know, a, a wise person once told me, when w- decide where you want to be in your life, mm-hmm. find somebody who's already there and then do what they did to get there. Yeah. Right. If you want to be, you know, grumpy and depressed and l- like complaining about life all the time. Go hang around with people that are like that and you'll be comfortable and happy as can well, be. You'll, you'll just naturally attract people like that. Exactly. If you want to be like athletic and healthy and travel and have lots of money, well, you can't hang around with those people. You can't hang around with people who are depressed and grumpy and complaining all mm-hmm. the time. You hang around with people that are like, you know what? I'm going to start a business or you know what? I'm going to hop on a plane right now and go to Bali yeah. You know, or, or I'm going to, let's go to the mountains. Let's go for a hike. Yeah. That's the kind of people you want to hang out with. Right. That's the, the people you want to surround yourself with. Yeah. Right. And, and that goes back to the, the conversation we were talking about. If you're in a relationship and you want to do those things and your spouse wants to sit around and complain about politics and watch TV with potato chips, you're two different people. Yeah. Right. Like, think about it. You're not friends. You're not, you know, you're not having the the four pillars of your relationship. You're not on the same page. You're You're not not sure. You don't share the same morals and values, obviously. Now, there are, don't get us wrong. There are relationships where the the husband and wife or or the couple, um, you know, they get along perfectly fine, but they're completely different people. You know, there is relationships like that yeah. where they get get along. I have a friend who's been married for a very, very long time and him and his wife are like two ships passing in the night. <laughs> He's off doing his thing. She's off doing her thing. But the pro- the thing is not the problem. The, the great thing about their relationship is that's what they both like. Yeah, it, it works for both of them. They both are like that and they yeah. both are happy with that. And when they are together, when they do get to sit down to dinner together or they do get to go traveling together or whatever, they really enjoy each other's company. Yeah. There's no there's no anger, or hatred or disgust between them. They just really enjoy being together, but they also really just enjoy being by themselves or doing their own thing. Yeah. So so that can be fine. But look at the four pillars of your relationship and decide whether it's going to work long term or not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we're not out we're not out here on this podcast to convince everybody to have a divorce or go break up or anything like that. What we're trying to say is if you're not happy, take a look at why. Yeah. And if it's your relationship, 
do something about yeah, it. Yeah, take action. And trying to change the other person is not the right action to take. No, <laughs> no, it never is. No, no, it's 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 very wrong to expect somebody else to change for you. And it's just to, a recipe for disaster. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. <laughs> I guess that uh, I, I guess we beat that dead horse, and um, I don't know. It's uh, it's a it's a really important topic topic, and as you can tell, we're both like extremely passionate about it. And I think it's because we've both been through a lot. Um, we've both been through our share of relationships, and we've both been through um, a, a growth period where we were alone, and we and we our eyes opened and we grew and, and changed things about ourselves. Um, you know, I, I distinctly remember in, in a past relationship, actually before I met my first wife, I distinctly remember being in a relationship where I was doing everything I could to make sure that that person liked me. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt like an idiot when the relationship was over, I felt like a complete idiot. Cause I was just like, that wasn't me. No. And and actually, if if that woman knew the real me, we probably would have been together still. You know, like we probably would have, you know, I, I would have been much more successful being myself than when I than than who I was trying to be. And and I look back on that day, and, and that was that was an eye opening change for me. That was a point in my life where it was like never again. Am I going to try and be somebody else for somebody for somebody else's benefit? Yeah, I'm me and, and I'm who I am. And you either like me or you don't. Yeah, I've, I've worked hard at, you know, learning to be more um, uh, attentive and respectful and stuff. I mean, I was a bit of a workaholic for a long time and and um, I didn't focus enough on my family. And, and you know, I'm sure my my uh, ex-wife would comment on on that as being one of the things that really helped helped our relationship you know depreciate um but it is what it is yeah i mean there's always compromise right like you are who you are Mm -hmm. and and i am who i am and there there are some things that neither one of us will budge on right Mm -hmm. but there are some other things that are open for negotiation and Mm -hmm. you know I've, i've had some things that have bothered me that i've talked to you about and you're like okay well this is not that important to me. I'm willing, I'm willing to, um, change this so that you feel comfortable and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think that's very healthy and very natural. And that certainly helped us, um, continue to be happier and, and to continue to fall in love. Yeah. Um, so it's not about, it's not about, um, saying this is who I am and, you know, if you don't like me, then too bad for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? yeah. Um, There's a fine line. There, there. is a fine line. There, there has to be give and take. And it yeah. goes back to being respectful and, yep. um, and empathetic and, you know, just kind. Like, really, like, I, I, I want the love of my life to be happy, mm-hmm. right? Like, your happiness is very, very, very important to me. And when you're not happy, I feel upset about it. You know, and I'm always asking, like, okay, well, what's going on? You, what's this about? How can I help? And and vice versa. Like, when I'm not happy, you feel it, and and you're you're trying to help me out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and that's just a sign that we care deeply about each other. And I yep. think that's also very important. Yep. And 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 just to put one last candle on that cake, um, the the comment you made about um, there's something about 
a relationship that bothers you and you hope that the other person is willing to flex about that. If to that person, that's one of the things that, that makes them who they are and, and, and changing that would, would make them miserable. Mm -hmm. Then that's one of those red flags that that's going to show you that the relationship is never going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. If it's a little thing, like, you know, giving up something simple, like, oh, well, you know, I, 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 uh, I don't have to have poker night every Friday. <laughs> exactly. Like whatever that yeah. happens to be, if you're like, okay, well, not a big deal. Or, or instead of having poker night in my house where we have always had poker night at my house, we're actually going to go over to Bob's house instead yeah. because I know you don't like poker night every night at our yeah. house. Yeah. Right. Like, like those sorts of compromises and stuff are pretty simple, yeah. but if it's like, um, you know, you know, you really love bananas and I can't stand bananas. That's something, and maybe that's a bad example, but it, it's. <laughs> well, some, let's say you're a smoker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. stand, yeah, yeah. I can't stand smoking. That's a great one. You yeah. know, and you're like, you know, smoking is great. I, yeah. I love smoking. Yeah. I'm not giving up smoking. Well, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> that's a deal breaker. But yeah. you know, I think, I think because in the beginning we were so open and honest with each other and we still are we discussed these things yeah. we discussed yeah. you know yeah. what are the things you're not willing to budge on yeah what yeah. are the things that you are willing to budge on yeah. and i think we had a really good conversation about that where you had you know, i think it was like four or five things you're like look there's no way in hell i'm gonna budge on any of these yeah and and i and i had my own yeah. and we were both perfectly fine with that we're like yeah, yeah okay yeah. cool so as long as these needs are met yeah everything else we're willing to negotiate on yeah and it worked really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I guess looking back on it, whether you meet online or you meet in a grocery store or whatever, sit down with the other person at the very, very beginning of the relationship and go, you know, I listened to this podcast and you should listen to it too. <laughs> but one of the things they said was they had this great relationship because they sat down and they just let it all out on the table on like their before they even had their first date, even they just laid it all out and just had it out and said, this is what I like. This is what do you like? Are you into yeah. this? What? Blah, blah, blah. This and they had it all for. out. And if you did that with every person that you had a date with, all of a sudden you'd cut through the chaff. How does that saying go? The, the wheat from the chaff or whatever? Yeah. You, 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 you'd figure it all out right away. Yeah. Instead of, instead of spending months trying to figure somebody out and, and trying to look for the signs to determine yeah. whether they're, they're going to be like this or not. Read between the lines. Read between the lines and figure out who their friends are and, you know, yeah. what their likes and dislikes are. And then, and not only that, but people are naturally going to hide that stuff until they feel really comfortable. Yeah. And, and, and then they'll let it out a little bit at a time yeah. to see how it goes and stuff. Why would you waste all that time? Yeah. What a waste of time. Sit down and say, hey, let's have drinks. You know, yeah. like, hey, let's. So here's what I want to do. Let's yeah. have a game. Let's play a game. 100 questions. 100 questions. <laughs> Anything goes, ask any question you want. I'll ask any question I want. You have to answer honestly or, or politely decline to answer the question. That's yeah. definitely got to be an option. But yeah. of course you have to understand that there's a very strong, um, Oop, there's a very strong feeling of what that means when someone says, I refuse to answer yeah. that question. Yeah, like how many relationships have you been if, if been in? If somebody says, I refuse to answer that question, flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, um, but, but the point is, I think, you know, what a cool idea. And you and I just 
organically did it, yeah. right? It was just kind of like a, what the hell? I've got nothing to lose. Let's yeah. talk, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, we, we we're sitting here now doing this podcast, looking back on that day. Over or six that, years. That couple days ago. Six, years, six ago. years ago. And going, wow, that was bloody great. Yeah. Wasn't it? Because if if you would have said something that's really, really important to you and you're not willing to, to, to bend on it, and, and I'm like, oh my God, absolutely no way, we could have just went our separate ways yeah. and went on to somebody else, yeah. right? But instead, we, we did that and we looked and we went, hey, no red flags. This is great, yeah. right? You know? And um, I think that, you know, people should do that. That should be dating. Absolutely. You know? before, before you even date somebody, and especially before you move in with somebody, and especially before you marry somebody, yeah. have these conversations. Yeah. Like, be honest. Don't. Yeah hide it or go, oh, I can't possibly ask that. You know, when I was dating, I had, I had a lot of my friends say, oh my God, you, you had the gall to ask that question. <laughs> like, yes, it's important to me. I need to know who yeah. it is that I'm, I'm going to potentially be spending my time with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And especially when it comes to past relationships and you know what, I went as far as to say, okay, well, Look, have you had any sexually transmitted diseases I need to know about? <laughs> <laughs> and this shocked a lot of people. But but it's important to me. I need to know before things go get go any yep. further, right? Like and and of course, my my next question <laughs> was are you willing to go through some testing? <laughs> yeah. She you literally, know? folks, she literally asks me at the beginning of our relationship, she literally asked me Will you go to the doctor and get tested for sexually transmitted diseases? Yes, and I'm willing to do the same yeah. out and, of respect. Yeah, and you know, from my perspective, I wasn't really promiscu sexually promiscuous that really in that kind of a way that it would have yeah. been a big deal. And so neither I'm, was I. Yeah, so it was like it was like, yeah, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Like it's not that big of a deal. Um, luckily, I have a good relationship with my doctor, and I can, I can <laughs> say, "Doc, uh, I'm dating this new lady, and uh, she's kind of, you know, really smart, and you know, she's asking me to get tested for sexually transmitted diseases and stuff." And he's kind of like, "Oh, that's interesting. What a, <laughs> what a strange thing to ask." Okay, sure. Well, you know, so I I, I went through the tests, and it obviously came up crystal clear. So yeah. we we were able to say, you know what, we could we can enjoy our relationship together and not have to worry about those sorts of things yes but imagine if we didn't have that conversation you know and god forbid one of us had something that we weren't aware of yeah. and now we brought in a new problem into our new relationship yeah. well yeah. god that's like a whole oh my gosh like you know yeah. who'd want to deal with that yeah they say when you have when you have sexuality sexual relations with somebody you're basically sharing with them everybody you've ever had sex with exactly so yeah who wants to have that burden in a, in a new relationship right and you don't want that to be sitting in the back of your mind going god you know like that one time we didn't use protection or protection failed uh oh you yeah. know like now i need to go get a test and and you're all upset about it like you don't want that kind of energy in a new relationship yeah. especially with somebody that you may potentially spend the rest of your life with yeah 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 so on that happy note, <laughs> I think we've rambled on now for almost 50 minutes or so. We'll see how it ends up being uh, after editing. But, um, you know, I think that this is a great what's the takeaway from today's podcast? I think it's, you know, start your relationships out with 
the hundred questions, like just be blunt, ask anything you want to ask, let them ask anything they want to ask. And you will learn if that's the person you want to get to the next level. Answer honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, it's time to move on uh, and, and, and not better find out sooner rather than later. Yep. And no, no stupid head games, no stupid bull crap. Uh, just clean, clear, open communication. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the other thing was the list, you know, make the list. If you're in a relationship and you're not happy, make the list. Yeah. Left side is things you're happy about. Right side is things you're unhappy about. And ask yourself the question, can I live with this or live without this for, for the next 30 years? Right. Yeah. And if you're not in a relationship and you're and you're looking to be in a relationship, Forget about it. Forget and, about and it. And fall in love with yourself. Yeah. Learn focus. about yourself. Instead of grow fo- yourself. Yeah. Instead of surfing dating sites, spend the time working on yourself. Yep. You know, what is it about yourself that you don't like, that you don't want people to find out about? Learn to love that part or, yeah. or grow. grow yeah. You know, what have you, that. what have you always ever wanted to do that you've never done? Yeah. Instead of wasting time dating a bunch of people and a bunch of losers, sit down and learn to play guitar or learn to paint or learn or take a class take that a interests class. you who knows maybe your mr or mrs Wright is in that class yeah. who knows but don't go but to that class looking for that no it could just happen naturally and organically yeah. Yeah. yeah so there you go three major points in this podcast that you could you can take away and grow and become a better happier person yes so once again thank you for listening we really enjoy um, having you join us. Yes. And if you uh, enjoyed this podcast and got some information out of it, please share it with everyone you know and give us a rating on on either uh, Apple iTunes or um, Google Play uh, Google Play podcast because those ratings may mean a big difference to us. I mean, when, when, when somebody goes on looking for a podcast and if we're highly rated, rated we kind of show up near the top yeah. and then people discover us and it grows from there. And every time somebody likes our podcast, we, we literally jump up and down and high five each other because yeah. we're so excited. <laughs> so you think about that, you know, you share our podcast and, and let us know you like it and we're jumping up and down and giving each other high fives. That should make you feel good, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so until next time, this is Al and Rhea saying choose happiness. Thanks, guys.